0: Circling back to the point of like Newt being so fucking stupid, <laughs> so fucking stupid. What would
1: you call this? It's not because it's obviously a pile of that. shit. <laughs> 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 the film then also stars Eddie Redmayne as
0: Newt's commander. or sure.
1: as
2: I call him, the autistic doctor.
1: <laughs> Just went right for
0: it. Yep. Okay. He <laughs> even has a has, has
2: a. He, he wears a bow tie and a scarf. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: Welcome into Film Tank the weekly podcast that covers both new and classic cinema. On this episode of film Tank we talk about the new entry into the Harry Potter universe which is fantastic beasts and where to find them. If you would like to get in touch with film Tank, you can always email us at filmtankshow at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at filmtank show. And you can listen to all of our episodes on our website, FilmTankShow.com, or on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts, Nick Cheney, Toussaint Egan, and myself, Alex Diekman. Hey there, everybody, and welcome in to episode 90 of Film Tank. I am Alex Diekman, yet again, along with my two buddies, Nick Cheney. Expelliamus. So British. Thank you.
0: And Tucson Egan. Dun, 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 dun. Did anyone? I I read a publication
2: that said that uh, Hedwig's Theme was in this movie, but I did not hear it. Uh, did anybody
0: else hear it? I heard it in the beginning. Okay, well, then
1: that, that was my question. I, I didn't. I feel like I heard so it at the like very beginning. I mean, yeah, like I, I of the of the opening credits, and then it. it see, that's faded when I paid attention off,
2: right. the most. Because no. that figure That's so. Maybe I'm just. I don't know. Mm.
0: Whatever. I'm hearing impaired. Fuck me. Yeah.
1: You should go see it again, and you can see. No thanks. Wow. No, I'm good. A little sneak preview there of Nick's feelings on the film. I, yep. Okay. So, uh, today we are talking about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. I
2: thought it was called Forgettable Plot Beats and how to write them, but
0: I guess... Oh, I snap! I thought it was Fantastic Whoops. Beasts and how to bore the fuck out of Tucson.
1: Wow, yours is way... Way lamer. Yeah, Come way on. not as cool as this guy. <laughs> So the film is directed by David Yates, who directed the final four Potter films. They were good. Yeah. Yeah, For the most part, they were pretty good. I liked them. Uh, The film was written by J.K. Rowling. Uh, This is the first time she's writing directly for the screen, and it showed. Yep. Yep. Uh, So the film then also stars Eddie Redmayne as Newt Scamander...
0: That sounds like a Star Wars character,
2: or sure. as I call him, the autistic doctor. <laughs> oh, wow! Because uh, unfortunately,
1: just went right for it. Yep.
2: Okay. He even has
0: a has, has a
2: he, he wears the bow tie and a scarf. Yeah. So. If he's not playing... Uh, he's got a,
0: uh, a suitcase that's bigger on the inside?
2: Yep, and this is genuinely just his audition tape to be uh, the new Doctor, because yeah. apparently Peter is leaving, like, abruptly. Yeah, oh. there's
0: a new uh, showrunner, and they want to...
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh,
0: so maybe this
2: was his audition tape.
1: There you go. Uh, you had Catherine Waterston playing Tina, who also happens to be Newt Scamander's wife. in in the what? her
0: full name is Porpentina. Yeah,
1: and at the end of the little book that is out or the Fantastic Beast book, it says it's dedicated to his wife who this is? Oh, this happens I, to I be. get it. Yeah. Not in the film,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah but, but, in, but in the continuity,
1: sure. The yeah,
2: they get married. Team. Okay. Uh,
1: the film also stars Allison Suitall. Uh, if you hadn't heard of her, she's a uh, singer, right? I think. Sure. sure. Why not? Sure. 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 Uh, she plays uh, Tina's sister. Her name is Queenie. They were sisters. Yeah. Yes. Did not know. I did not pick that. Didn't. Up. Didn't. Thought no. they were just roomies.
0: Not even that no? one time when they said, I was like that's my sister."
2: <laughs> nope. <laughs> I thought they meant that like fraternity or you know sorority type you
1: know.
0: Oh, you're giving but then this you have, movie way too much credit for subtlety.
1: You have the guy then who is the the fourth member of this crew who may or may not be main characters in the other films, uh, played by Dan Fogler, who's yeah. playing the character Balls of Fury of Kowalski. <laughs> sure. Uh, He also is in films like Kung Fu Panda and Fanboys. Uh, He shows up here and really is pretty much everyone's favorite character who I've talked to, including myself. So we have some other people who you may have heard of. Uh, Colin Farrell, also Samantha Morton, making a resurrection here. Uh, And also Ezra Miller makes an appearance and uh Johnny Depp shows. Johnny it, Depp yeah. playing Colin Farrell. Like what a role for Johnny Depp. Yeah, that's uh yeah. Well we'll get there. So the film uh, centers around the adventures of writer Newt Scamander in New York's secret community of witches and wizards, seven years before Harry Potter reads his book in
0: school. Is that the actual Yeah.
2: Well I mean that's where this whole thing came from, like just to get like not to give the movie credit, but years before this movie was actually a thing, I, she wrote those two spots. I, I, I know, but right.
0: the fact that that is included in the
2: oh, wait, you mean is that in the plot description?
0: That's in the plot yeah. description. Like that's, <coughs> it's all to service the fact that he read this textbook when he was a kid. Well,
1: I mean that's the, the loose who lived. tie that the film has to the Potter universe. Yeah,
0: and that loose tie is crammed into the summary of this mm-hmm. this film. That's great.
2: Yeah, somebody please choke me with that loose tie.
1: So, um yeah. yeah. T- Tucson sounds like he wants to go first uh from from that last comment he made. Oh
0: boy, do I don't.
1: No, okay. Well, we'll Let uh, me to go. Go ahead, Nick. I mean, okay. Go go right ahead.
2: Well, I I feel like like I always do, I'll give a little context as to my involvement in the Harry Potter franchise, okay. which is that I was a White little baby, when this when uh, when when this All came I can out, I think
1: is Rick, Ricky Bobby thinking about Jesus. <laughs> so you say that, oh little baby Jesus, yeah. thank you and thank Pepsi for no, <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> no. But I was like the prime uh, like suburbia whatnot, and I was probably seven when the first one came out. So I mean, it was just yeah. right at me, and um, so I grew up reading these, devouring them, even uh, like I. Yeah, I just fucking ate
1: them. Uh, uh, No,
2: but I would, like, actually... Got some hairy
1: in me. (laughs) I would actually read them, like... (laughs) Sorry, the look that saw just gave me was fantastic. (laughs) Beasts. So... Ah,
2: no, but just... I, I would read them like over the course of a weekend, like most people did. Yeah. Like I actually just went race through them every midnight party they had from like the fourth uh, book on when it really became a phenomenon that kind of thing. I was there. Uh, then the movies were coming out, and as a child, they totally stoked my fire and imagination as to always <gasps> how to properly visually adapt uh, a pretty crazy
1: fantastical. And much like the uh, books, the movies kind of progressed with the with the people who were viewing them as they started yep. as for the most part not necessarily children's films yep. but a lot lighter early on and then you get into the more dark and yep. uh, serious uh, parts of the story and just moves on right there. So Back
0: when I was a kid and sorry to just dip into Oh this, no, if
2: you want to go, why don't you go too? No, I don't
0: mean the but since we're talking about like our own personal histories with
2: No, with I was it. talking
0: about the Harry Potter franchise, like, I was sort of in the, the similar position as as Nick. I mean, I wasn't a little white, white baby. baby. I was more like a little black baby, and I, I still liked <laughs> Harry Potter. Um, just a couple of cute little babies. Yeah, just a couple of cute little babies. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't – I when I learned that there were supposed to be seven books – in that entire series and I was just reading the first one, I envisioned it as a kid as sort of...
2: Well, then, wait, I, you learned that when you were reading the first book?
0: I learned that there was supposed to be a, a plotted out oh, like, like arc of this yeah, going on for like seven books. I, I heard about that from somewhere. And as a kid, I, I didn't expect the books to actually grow alongside me, I, I thought it was going to be sort of like an Encyclopedia Brown sort of situation. Right. It was like Harry Potter in the Case of the Other Magical Bullshit That's Going On. <laughs> I didn't think that it was actually going to like have an arc because I wasn't familiar that's with those.
1: Actually, the title of the uh, eighth book, by the way, they never got to it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, oh you mean the uh, the cursed child.
1: No, I was the magical bullshit and whatever else was going on. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I was
0: trying yeah. to see.
2: No, but yep. instead they grew up and we got stories like Harry Potter versus the pesky puberty and other yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Continue. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm just dipping in there to talk about that. So okay, that. great. Well, uh, get
2: out of the pool. Uh, it's adult time. And here we go. Uh, so I, I enjoyed the books and the films. I rewatched all seven films uh recently for the first time in years and seven or eight eight films yep uh uh, yeah there's a bar one a bar two uh but i rewatched them all and uh definitely they fell in my esteem as just how they work as just independent films so to speak um but i still have nostalgia for them even the ones that i thought were kind of just horrible films. I, I I get enjoyment from watching them and whatnot. Uh, so I I was at least primed to at least kind of give myself over to Fantastic Beasts if it was going to tap into a nostalgia uh, uh, pituitary gland in my brain or something. But mm-hmm. uh, ultimately, what we got is I just thought a really fucking bland blockbuster movie in a way that Harry Potter, for all its faults and uh, blemishes and warts, never felt this fucking stale like it was always at least centered around extremely endearing and strong characters and um was always exploring a world that at the very least even if the plot got off the rail or whatever it was at least in, uh completely matched to its own childlike uh center uh, as far as wonder and like here we. I one of the
1: biggest. Uh, if, if I can really yeah, quickly please. just to jump in the pool yeah. a little bit, you okay. know, because Tucson got to go in earlier. I will say. Who peed? I'm sorry. <laughs> I will say the two parts to what you're what you're saying now about this film, which is that we have differing opinions on the film we're talking about today. Yep. Uh, but um, Harry Potter, it's it's kind of it's kind of cheating a little bit because all of those films were based on previous properties so everyone either A, new stories... Yeah. No, it wasn't really. I'm kidding. It's a totally original story. I say I'm I'm
2: half kidding in the sense that it is a weirdly cheap uh, adaptation idea but there wasn't a real source material. Anyway.
1: Uh, So, when you're looking at those films which were completely based on books that were full length books uh, and at the same time you had previous feelings about either the characters or the series going into them I mean, it, it would be like reading the first harry potter book for the first time without having any previous knowledge of it and judging every single characteristic of every character based on some previous knowledge of some other franchise that's a, that's the only like Kind of thing when when I hear what you're saying, I'm just feeling a little differently about because I feel like it's hard to really judge this film, which is trying to like do this weird thing where it's trying to avoid the Harry Potter, but it's trying to embrace it, but it's also trying to build all these different characters that for the most part um, we know nothing about going in. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not
2: saying that I I don't appreciate the idea that I have affection for an eight movie franchise versus a so far one film part of the franchise. I mean, that's the thing though. It's not a separate franchise. It's a new continuity. No, not a new continuity. It's a new uh, tangent in the world that we've already, already, you know, played in. But uh, it's hard to say that what this fails. Okay. For at least what this fails as for me is an extension of a universe because I am in no way interested after I've seen the movie. Uh, in the tales of Newt's Commander, which I know now, of course, we're not getting, it sounds like, uh, like it's not really going to center around him, which, great, I'm glad we spent two hours centered around a character that we're really... I mean, that would be like Harry Potter starting off about Neville for no real reason, and then, like, at the very end, Neville looks across at his classmates says, who's that? That's Harry Potter. Read the next book. And, like, you know, it just doesn't... Um, yeah, that whole
1: thing... No, I... I the only reason... If you would have said anyone other than Neville, that would have been fine. But Neville ends up being the one who, like, like wins at the end of that, right? Because he's the one who actually defeats Voldemort.
2: Okay. Sure. Yeah, but he's still an ancillary character <laughs> yeah. to the entire uh, narrative. Uh, but here here's my biggest thing that I, uh, I can put... I can throw... I, I can lobby a lot of complaints against the movie, personally, which is that I just thought it was bland, overall. Like, none of these characters really interested me. The plot definitely didn't, because it really was nothing more than just... Uh, good versus evil, but not even in the were, were, were the
1: Harry Potter plots more than that, really? No, though? but I was about to say,
2: but not even, not even in at least the endearingly moralistic way that Harry Potter at least explored that. Like here, this is wands versus smoke, like that. That is the biggest battle in this. Whatever Harry Potter is, ultimately always. No matter what the climax looked like visually, it always had a strong uh, character uh, moment at its center, and the, the ultimate battle was always about Harry trusting his friends uh, growing up. Like It was always about these adult lessons that infused those, but here's the thing, you're centering, the, the weirdest thing I thought about this movie, and the thing that keeps coming up to my head after I think about it, is that... The Harry Potter series is essentially a children's series, the, the, the entire thing. Even though it got darker as it went on, it was it's still a children's It grew alongside literature, children, yeah. But yeah. it's children's literature, and that's not a pejorative. It's just like a genre. Yeah. Uh, this, we, we, we're we starting with adult characters, and yet this feels way more tame than any other character or than any other entry in the Harry Potter franchise, and I'm not exactly sure. Which <laughs>
1: – Yeah, I mean, it's hard because I feel like, if I could just interject something really quickly, I feel like we're having not a similar argument because it was a much different scenario, but... I feel like it's so hard to completely judge the way that this film set up its characters with only seeing the first of five. Then
2: that's ultimately a, not a movie I want to watch. Like It's it's just I'm not interested in another franchise I have to watch five movies to understand.
1: I mean, that's what we have now. Like This is well, what
2: that's we're going to to deal with. That's, if, but I've been on the record to... saying I don't like that in the yeah. past, so why would I like it here? Um, but none of these characters were even remotely... I, I still, I'm sorry, but you cannot... Would you put any of these characters in this movie up against any of the characters in Harry Potter, even based on the Sorcerer's Stone alone? Like, did did Dan Fogler even have a tenth of as a character, not as an actor, but a tenth of the endearing quality of somebody like Hagrid, who's a similar oafish buffoon? Or... Hagrid would beat
0: the shit out of Noon. I would watch that. <laughs>
2: um, you know, it's just like the the, the it's just the, uh, I, I just definitely and and the thing that ultimately sad about this whole thing is that J.K. Rowling did write it, and even though she's clearly not the greatest screenwriter, she's written things before, and people, myself included, have liked what she's written. Yeah, but
1: the Harry Potter series came from a much different place than this film came from, where she was a completely established writer when writing this story, Who knows what the purpose of her writing this for, if it was just completely financial or just trying to create something that she yeah. did when she wrote all the Harry Potters. St- I don't know.
0: She did try to write other things after Harry Potter. She did write them. And she uh, and published them.
2: Not only did she publish, but even those have been adapted. Uh,
1: and some of them, didn't she release? I mean, it eventually came out, but didn't she release something under... Uh, Pottermore? No. Yeah, she released something under a different name, I thought, or something like that. She did. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. It, yeah. W- but, but even, anyways, like, yeah, there's been on.
2: HBO adaptations of, of other things of her writing. Uh, like, I think it was called The Hotel Manager or something like that. I forget. Yeah. But sure. but I'm just saying, like, it's not like Harry Potter is the only thing that's ever seen the light of day outside of its own original text. Um, but ultimately, before I pass it off, I just I, I just thought everything, not everything, but most of the major decisions, whether it be the casting, the writing or just the central uh, trajectory of where this seems to be going, was just, in my opinion, the absolutely wrong path to take if we're going to explore more of the Harry Potter world. Because let's face it, this is Harry Potter's world. Like, uh, unless she's literally going to create a new universe, it is going to be judged upon in which it was created, and she only has herself to blame for that if she's creating more stories for this uh, universe. And... If this is what we're getting, I don't need four more, and I'm, frankly, uh, and I'm bored by the one that I got, so. I mean,
1: if I can just start off and and go first, I think the—I don't know about the second, because that's going to be more of like a bridge film, but the third, fourth, and fifth films in this are going to be much closer to the Harry Potter universe than this film was, if I had to guess— Like, we're going to have characters like Elvis Dumbledore and Tom Riddle showing up and becoming major characters. I'm not
2: even saying I need more characters than I know.
1: But I'm I'm just saying I feel like those films are going to be completely different from what this was, which was trying to separate this part of it from that. And it's going to end up slowly moving towards it. Because... Obviously, so here, why do we
2: start so far from it? Like, if we have to do this much groundwork to get back to where we started from, that's because, a wasted journey.
0: Because I want to see what America looks like in the 1920s with wizards. Well, and
1: what I'll say about that is, you have a culture which is ours, which is—it's pretty much impossible to think about the wizarding world and not think about Harry Potter and the entire story that involves him. And the—the the point is, you're trying to think about a real other time. When there was no Harry Potter, there was no Voldemort, there was most of the characters from Harry Potter and most people from that time were not around. You have two options. You can either start with something completely out of the blue, which this pretty much does, or you could go all the way back and do the Gryffindor and Slytherin story, which they decided not to do, which is fine. Um, I really like this movie a lot. Like I, for the most part, loved it. I I, I think that... You like
2: this more than...
1: Any if and if so, which Harry
2: Potter movies like is this a better do you do you like this more of it?
1: Um yeah, I mean I like this more than I think I have two Harry Potter films that I give the same or higher rating. Okay. Um the in that's not necessarily saying anything bad about the Harry Potter films, because I for the most part enjoy all of them. Uh, there's one in there that I just didn't really care for and I can't remember which one. It may have been uh, The Prisoner of Azkaban, but I don't remember. Which, that's a, pretty You're much dead a, favorite, me. right? It's, it's not your My favorite.
2: favorite, no. Okay. Uh, my favorite is number two, actually. Chamber oh, of Secrets? Yep. It's my favorite, too. Uh, but Alfonso Cuarón as the last
1: movie, really. I Wow. I'm just throwing You're a name out there. Thank you. So anyways... Get out of the pool. <laughs> Man, I've, I've been out for a while. I don't know if he was tall, that I got away from that stink a long time ago. So this film, for me, uh, just kind of hit a weird sweet spot when it comes to sitting in the theater and watching a movie that I wanted to enjoy and pretty much getting exactly what I wanted out of it. Uh, I, I went into this wanting to see pretty much everything this film brought to the table, which was a story that was not necessarily that deep but still had some twists and turns and definitely brought a different sightline to the wizarding world as they are involved let's in- talk about those twists later okay. i just want to
2: put a pin in that
0: it's
1: yeah. fine yep uh you you have a much different view of uh and, and world two at the same time uh is you're in new york in the 1920s is
2: it that much different yeah
1: I, no, I mean like
2: the actual I mean, I, I will say
0: cultural landscape. Didn't you hear the Portillo's music that was playing throughout the entire? <laughs> I, I,
2: I will say this: it, it was uh, the same exact world, so yeah. to speak. It's just muggles are afraid of wizards, and uh, that would be uh, no magic.
0: No magics yeah, are no. afraid of
1: the wizards. Uh, that was not great. No. That no magic and um, uh, showing the differences between American magic and uh, Europe magic was. Mm-hmm. Not one of the high points of this film, other than a couple of different lines of dialogue about how uh, muggles aren't allowed to marry non-magic... Or we can't have muggles no or- magic miscegenating in the-
0: into the wizard world. First of all,
2: I guess I never even thought of that as an American-specific thing. I thought that was just trying to show the sign of the times.
1: Well, maybe. How about I, both? I, I, it could be, but they say it's an American-specific thing in the film. Did they? So, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, a lot. I, I, I think... Maybe a reason why I liked this so much. Um, And obviously the main part of this film was to try to involve uh, the non-human characters, which are the beasts, whatever. Uh, And you have that whole scene where they're going through the different characters that Newt has in his little suitcase. That Of course, they did the fat joke with him not being able to fit into it. That was great. Setting culture back again. But at the same time, I always thought that that was kind of a a part of Harry Potter and the Harry Potter universe that really was not that great in the Harry Potter films, of talking about the non-human characters who uh, were in that whole world. Like, we have dragons and... um, Let's just
2: say the non-human beings. mm -hmm. I wouldn't call anybody in this movie a character that's not human
1: no but like okay. there, there was a lot of focus this isn't like Pete's Dragon no when
2: I saw that movie like the Pete's Dragon yeah. felt
1: like an actual but person you knew you so you have these characters who are obviously not human they have very specific traits and they are not main characters because yeah, we don't develop a lot of story about them but they definitely have uh, a personality and they do play a pretty pivotal role in in the story and I just thought it was a lot of fun watching them, especially the Niffler, who was the greatest character ever. Which one was that? He's the little guy the who's little always trying to steal all the gold. The yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. that kleptomaniac. I hated that fucking Did thing. Did you really? Yeah. I my thought favorite that thing was an was, asshole. You're, you're a horrible person. I'm my, sorry. My favorite beast
2: was uh, what I call trademark Groot.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the little stick figure from uh, Bugs Life who like is able to pick locks or something. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, he's, he's like a plant.
0: I know. So. Yeah.
1: Anyways, I really, really enjoyed those characters, and um, I thought all of the actual characters, with the exception of uh, uh, Captain Jack, were all, for the most part, pretty good on Boring on Great. I really liked uh, the sister. I thought she brought a lot to the table in this very interesting, bubbly, n- not necessarily progressive way. role, but yeah. the time period, it's kind of working. Yeah. And it, Uh, You have her sister, who is a complete opposite of that, yet she seems to know how to operate herself. And you have Eddie Redmayne, who for the most part is a detestable actor, in my opinion, who I think is doing just fine here. Although he shouldn't be your main character. Why did he keep pivoting his head to the left? He's got Kristen Stewart syndrome? I don't know. No, Kristen Stewart's a great
0: actor. He's got Zoolander syndrome?
2: He just like every time he had to emote he did this. Yeah, he (laughs) may And for the people listening I tilted my
1: head not very slightly. He he may He may not. He may he may think he's a he's a wizard, but he may just be autistic. I am Eddie Redmayne.
2: ready? Ready? I've never had friends. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's just everyone's just telling him that it's okay. Like, yes, yes, you do have these beasts in your suitcase. Yes.
0: So. Don't hurt them. They're not dangerous. <laughs> um,
1: and,
2: oh, look, I'm just carrying around this extremely
1: evil cloud that can kill anybody. Yeah. yeah. That was. The, that, I mean, that part of the story also suffered.
2: But. Yeah, the climax is every Marvel climax that's
1: ever, yeah, which is just I, city destruction and a. Yeah. Uh,
0: Everything's better now.
1: I I. Anyway. I half agree with that because it did seem a little bit like the Ghostbusters finale. Uh, and it well, I did mean, seem Marvel, like, Ghostbusters, I'm saying yeah. like every Ghostbusters. But at the same I'm time, I thought some of those moments actually looked really good. Uh, because although the CGI isn't necessarily the high point of this film, because I do think it certainly could have been better at points, there were some parts of this that comparing it to some of the things that we saw in the Potter series, whether it be... Uh, the wand duels, that, which I thought looked terrific here. Why – I'm sorry, but this is really important. It's fine. Why in this movie – especially because this
2: is Harry Potter, so you know they got enough money to do what they want, I would think, for the most part. But why did we have a CTI human being? I mean, that's Ooh, where I draw the line.
1: The person in the bar – I don't think he's a human being. Like I think he's. I a, know,
2: but a person can play that thing.
1: I mean, I
0: mean, they could have just put Hellboy there. And fun. They could have
1: did that. They could have. I did, wish they put fucking Hellboy. in could had there. Warwick. They, they could have had
2: Warwick Davis uh, play a different character than Professor Flitwick. But
1: I'm just saying He plays uh grip hooker. Oh, Grindelhook or, Grindel, or Grindelwald.
2: The, the, he does the, not play from, Grindelwald from the uh, bank. You mean? Yes, Grindelwald or whatever—I forget what it's sure, called. Sure, one of those. Yeah, but uh, but I, I, that was really distracting. That we had a CGI being that maybe not human, but is human. Ask where you can have. I mean, uh, you know, Vulcans are not humans in <laughs> Star Trek, but you don't need them to be played by by uh, hey CGI. Man, don't say that. The I new know. series hasn't come out yet. That's you don't true. know. Uh, but anyway, I, that was one of the most glaring. And awful uses of CGI. Because if they would have just not done that, they maybe could have spent money on other aspects that would have made it look a little better because some of these beasts were also, I thought, just glaringly uh, mismatched between like actors uh, interacting with them. Um, There's a scene when Dan Fogler has to pick up uh, a beast. You really thought that was that bad? Yeah. And yeah. It looks yeah, up no, 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 it looks like he's clearly holding a green ball. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing too. Oh. <laughs> when you,
1: when you say it's awful like I I I'm it, that is totally your opinion. I just did not yeah. read that necessarily like you did. But it was an awful like uh Jurassic World when what's his name? Star Lord is snuggling up with the neck of the... Like, that was terrible. Like, this is not that bad.
2: I don't remember anything about (laughs) Jurassic World. A, because I was drunk. B, because I don't care about that movie. Sure. Uh,
1: But I guess I can't compare it
2: Hmm. to another movie, but I can say that definitively what I saw was not great. Okay, Um, That's not to say that every instance of CGI is bad in this movie. I thought for the most part when it came to, uh, um, shall we say physical material manipulation and that kind of stuff. It looked fine. Uh, like whether it be buildings and crumbling or whatever, I thought but... there
1: was some very, um, cool uses of, uh, I don't know if it was camera work or editing, but, uh, when you see some characters moving when they're in the, in the suitcase, I thought there was some really nice fade ins yeah. and out, especially with Dan Fogler's character, the one time specifically remembering really quick before I give off to saw Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not really pinpointing exact details here, which is not helping my argument, but I really sat and enjoyed this film for two hours and really wanted to see it again, and I'm planning to probably not see it in the theater because there's now, after a year of shit, there's like five movies I want to see out now, so that's mm-hmm. great, uh-huh. but uh, I thought this was a really, really solid film in a universe that it's just starting, so... Uh, when it comes to that aspect of the film, I'm kind of willing to give it the benefit of the doubt because I'm in a different place with these because I'm kind of accepting of it at this point. But uh, the Johnny Depp thing is a huge problem in this universe, and we can yeah. do that uh, okay. a little later. But Toussaint, go ahead. I know you uh, had some very uh, yeah very big feelings for this film, and we're loving it and. Bigly. Stepped out of the theater to text us about a trailer you saw
0: us. It was a really bad trailer, <laughs> though. It was Collateral Beauty starring Will Smith, and he writes letters to feelings and concepts like love and time and you death. You didn't have
1: to say anything other than Will Smith to turn Nick off, so... Yeah,
0: I know. That's I, true. I know, yeah. Suicide Squad, Will Smith. Ooh. Um,
1: yeah, there, to- there are other problems there.
0: Typically, <laughs> when um, I start you know, talking about a film, I try to... Couch whatever criticisms I have of it and sort of a even-handed compliment or I just try to, you know, look on the bright side of it. But I got to be totally honest. Um, I really hate this film. It's uh, it's boring. I didn't like it. Um, I don't like any of the characters. I think Eddie Redmayne on his own is a bad actor. I think Newt Scanimander or whatever the hell his name is is a bad character. Um, I didn't like the creatures and honestly, by the time when they got to the third act and they got all the creatures together, and I realized they're in the third act cause they had to like find the obscure list or whatever the fuck it is. Um, I just could not wait for the movie to be over. And as soon as it was over, I could not be out of that theater <laughs> fast enough. Um, this is probably among all the films I've seen this year, this is probably the one I, I've Viscerally remember as being the one I just do not ever want to watch again, um, and I and I don't say that as a meaning of disrespect to people who really did like the film. I totally can I totally see sure. what you can get out of it, but for me, I just speaking for himself, I totally mean to disrespect people. I, I just I just don't specifically th- mean th- th- this yeah. this entire th- th- this entire movie just reminds me of of the Hobbit trilogy. It just reminds me of of this this slapdash like attempt. That's to, good. To this, this, to create something that know, was not already there out of something that was so minute. Well, at least the Hobbit actually had a book. At least the Hobbit was a fucking small book and then they decided to, like take all of J.K. like J.R. Tolkien's like other shit and just like cram it all in there. You see, the second
1: Hobbit film is actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, I saw the second Hobbit film and I get that it's really good, but no, it's just like the, it's
1: the the third one's a pile of poo. It but, has
0: no reason to yeah. exist and I don't <laughs> feel like it has a reason to exist and neither. I feel like this film it doesn't have a Of course it to has this. a
1: reason to exist. It's exists to make money.
0: What's the story reason? Is money, it is money, it just is it money. just money. don't need to have one it, No, anymore. No, I, is it just the uh, what I've taken from from actually researching this the the, the backstory for this this film's like cuz I've actually looked it up is that this is eventually supposed to build up to the point where Albus Dumbledore faces off with his friend, whatever the fuck his name is. Grindelwald. and Kit- Who is a stand-in for Hitler. Can I, can I say uh, something? No, because I'm talking. <laughs> You've been talking for the rest of this.
1: Get the fuck out the pool. Yeah.
0: Um, Please continue. Yeah, like Grindelwald is like proto-Voldemort, who is like the magical analog to Hitler, I guess. And it's just, it's... If if that's all that it exists for is like I just don't care. That's what Hitler was missing. I just Magic. I just don't.
1: No, this is this is going to end up being a prequel to Albus Dumbledore and to Lord Voldemort. It's just what it's going to end up
0: being. The so. This is, but we know how that ends. We already know how that ends. Right? I don't need to see it. I don't. Need you to also. See it. I thought I was signing up you, for a new you, adventure. You
1: also knew how Star Wars ended. Yeah, we had those prequels, which all were not hey, necessarily that great. I, I didn't so ask for those either.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't ask for those. There were only three of like, those. I was like nine. I didn't. I didn't ask for those. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of nitpick things that I don't like about it. Um, circling back to the point of like Newt being so fucking stupid. <laughs> So fucking stupid. Okay, so, all right. I'm not even gonna try to. I'm not gonna try to like talk about inconsistencies of magic because I just don't give a fuck about that. Okay, I get that he he for whatever reason, whatever reason off screen that we don't know about, he decided to go on a boat, a human boat, a regular no match Muggle boat, a human boat, human human no magic muggle- boat with a human consciousness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. And decided to go to a no match port where he like. Has I'm his just... has his magical suitcase inspected by no match people, whatever.
1: Okay, well, that, the, I mean, there there was a there was an explanation for that. The so clasp
0: keeps I... on breaking off, and it's supposed to be funny. I was like, oh man, I was like, all oh, these creatures are going to break loose. And then the last scene of this fucking film, when he's leaving off uh, Por- Porpentina, his his future wife, we see that he closed the actual case with what. A, a piece of fucking string. Could he not have done that at any previous point? That's all you needed was a piece of fucking string to, to stop any of this from happening. God, I
2: really
1: did not pay attention to this. That's movie, all it I took. I don't remember this Well, story. I mean, he had to learn the
0: string. He had to. <laughs> he had to learn that you're not supposed to bring these illegal ass aliens or or creatures into <laughs> in, into fucking. I wish this was an MIB film. I would have watched that. God, man, yeah. Yeah,
1: okay. we, should, we should build a wall for the God. Cruise, cruise boats coming in. Uh, I hate
0: nah. the logo for the Magical Congress, and that seems petty, but they seem like fucking bad guys. I want to condemn <laughs> something
2: right now. Yeah. Oh, um, it's great. I know. It's going great. Uh, okay. J.K. Rowling, I think it's a lot of flack, at least on my Twitter feed, and that's pretty much the sum total of everybody's thoughts on the universe, I think. Uh mm. But I've seen a lot of people take J.K. Rowling to task as, like, the annoying liberal whatnot. And I would entertain arguments as to why maybe
0: she's a little
2: elitist or whatever. Because she
0: wrote Harry Potter.
2: And I get it, whatever. But I also think, ultimately, like, the fact that she tweets mean things at bad people is really, like, well, at least she does that and doesn't (laughs) tweet awful things that good people, like, you know, like, whatever. She's not James it, Wood. It, yes. God, thank God, most Wood-za. people aren't. Wood's. Um So, here's the thing. Even though I'm saying all that, I think I'm now starting to turn on her because she, well, because she is one of the most vocal people about retconning her own fucking bullshit about what liberal progressive ideals was always there, like Albus Dumbledore being gay, which, okay, sure, uh, which it, I'm not saying... You can prove that wrong. I'm not saying you can prove that to be correct either. Uh Whatever. Uh Like, that's fine or whatever. But, okay, now we have a new property, and we literally have a token minority in a, yes, powerful position, at least politically speaking, but it is almost more offensive that there is only one person not of color in this entire movie than it would be if it was all white, because, holy shit, for a person who... uh at J.K. Rowling, who... Like, makes it her mission to scream at people daily about being inclusive and being progressive. This is the whitest cast in quite some
1: time. There were not a lot of... You're talking about the president,
0: right?
2: Yeah, that's the one person who is... What? The president of... Oh,
0: I
1: thought you said the prisoner. No, the
2: president of the <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. why not? Okay, okay. <clears throat> there, are,
1: there are not a lot of black people in the Harry Potter story. There are
2: more black people in the Harry Potter story than there is in this, and that says something. Who, the yeah. one
1: guy who shows up in the last <clears throat> movie whose name happens to be Blaze? I mean, come on no, now. No, what? Lee Jordan is a prominent side character. Lee Jordan?
2: Who? <laughs> Look it up, but it's it's an Sorry. African-American person. Yeah. One. Yeah. Okay, and you named another person. All I'm saying is this has less okay. than that. Like, yeah. Wh- but here's what I'm trying to say: she's been building up her whole career post Harry Potter, b- like trying to retcon these. Pr- and yet, when she makes a new property, she somehow is l- more regressive than her previous properties, which she has to. Well, maybe she was just here.
0: trying to write in the venue of like the 1920s. No,
2: no, this oh, is no, fucking magic every, exists. Every, everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. Don't give me that shit. Everybody
0: knows that. Black people disappear in the 1920s. Yeah, like there were black people
2: in, in New York.
0: Yeah, there were no black people in New York. There was no Brooklyn. It did not exist. Um, Have
2: you heard of the Harlem
0: Renaissance? For God's sakes? That sounds like it exists in some weird no magic dimension.
2: Oh, I'm saying is let's not praise well, or defend you're saying this is there movie. There were more black people in that Mike Pence. And I'm not photo. attacking the yeah. movie. I'm attacking J.K. Rowling specifically. Okay, uh-huh. uh, but for a person who's like become famous for doing that shit and saying like, oh no, this was always this, whatever. Like, holy shit, I'm sorry, but you just wrote a movie that like, goes against everything you keep annoyingly fighting on Twitter every day. I just thought that was fucking bullshit. Yeah,
1: but wouldn't it be a little weird in the, I mean, I know this is a totally, obviously, most of this film is...
2: (laughs) Are you going to finish that sentence? Wouldn't it be a little weird to see a black person
1: that was not where I was going with that. Where I was <laughs> going good. with that is that this is a film where you have a fictional universe colliding with a real universe that's trying to tell a story. And No, it's all a fictional universe.
2: There's no real universe. I mean, I'm just saying, this is well, created no, by the author.
1: Yes, but you are colliding with uh, New York in the 1920s where we are seeing immigrants coming in and, and things of that. Like, there are... Events that are happening in this film that are time period specific that aren't necessarily completely created for this universe.
0: I think the focus of diversity in this film was not so much about racial diversity, but more about the... False sort of like categories of the nomad versus the mag- <clears throat> um, the no match versus the, the the magical community because they're not supposed to like blend. But then you see Kowalski flirting with Tina's sister, yeah, okay. and you know Here, they're
2: going to Here's what I'll say: This movie, one of the things that this movie calls attention to itself about is that its central uh, dynamic be- tension is. That this world is fraught with persecutions of different-minded people and people who whatever, and yet it's populated – by fucking Anglo-Saxon white people like that. And that's it. Like it just, I, I wouldn't even really be making this. John Voigt was here too. Why was he here? Yeah. Sorry. I wouldn't even just... be making this necessarily assertion or calling this out if it wasn't J.K. Rowling who routinely brings this upon herself to say that she is a champion of these things. So all I'm trying to say is I'm disappointed that if you are the fucking voice of reason, J.K. Rowling, um, why did you just make one of the whitest movies I've seen all year? Like, I'm like, just in general. Like, and, and and I'm not going to concede to the fact that this is 1920s. No, this is a world in which magic exists. So do black people. Like, I just that's all I can say about that. It, I just found it very disappointing. Look, it, it doesn't necessarily affect my enjoyment of the film. It's not like, well, I'd be enjoying this more if black people would show up. But it's absolutely something I want to mention and something I think that should be called out because I think it's just – ridiculous and kinda of disgraceful coming from uh her of yeah, all people. There's
0: no there's no more black people. like there's it's, not even a magical And nor new girl. am I gonna
2: say that she's the only person making art out there that is woefully under representative of uh in American society. I'm not trying to say that this falls on her shoulders, but if you're gonna call it out, then you need to do something.
0: I think that's a really that's valid all, criticism. I, I just think that the story itself is kind of shit. Oh, I agree with that. And I think, and I think that. that the set pieces are boring. Um, I know that that Alex really liked the 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 kleptomaniacal like platypus yeah. fold duck monster.
1: Uh, if we want to call his name? him by his real name, what's he, his real name? He is a niffler. A
0: niffler. I hated the <laughs> niffler every time I saw Newt. Struggling with the niffler, especially in that um
2: when he got into the department tour he, with it, all
0: the breakables. With all the breakables, like I know that's supposed to be really funny. I was just like, You little son of a bitch like get over here. I was so mad that he broke all that <laughs> shit. I'm sorry. Was so bad.
1: I wasn't mad, I was just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um
1: kind of like imagine like Tucson watching the three stooges and me like they're destroying property No, I those just, assholes. No,
0: I just I just thought that thing didn't know how to behave. It's like a bad yes, pet that just like it. rolls around and steals shit. And I was like, "Why are you yes. doing that? Why can't you train it better?"
1: Because, uh, that's uh, okay. That's fine. I'm sorry. It's fantastic beast. Not yeah,
0: criminal beast. What was your What was your favorite beast uh, besides the Niffler? Was it the rhinoceros with the glowing tumor testicle on its forehead?
2: No, I thought that was an Aitas.
0: Yeah. I didn't know. What uh, it was. My
1: favorite character was uh, probably. Whatever the one that they can use, like a yo-yo, I thought that was great.
0: Oh, the dragon thing? Yeah. Hey, can we talk about the execution pit? Because that was fucked up.
1: <laughs> Thank you for nice and, that nice little non-sequitur. That no, because great. I
0: thought about it, and that's the thing that saved Tina, and I was like, wow, they just lowered her into like this piping hot pit where it just like melts all her flesh off, but it didn't because she didn't get killed but then it just like lures her in well, there.
2: Thankfully the material for some weird reason goes all the way around yeah, her weird. body yeah. in a very bulb like. Uh, and configure. it's weird too because I was I
1: was waiting for the uh, the ill tempered. Um what are they with lasers on their heads in the first uh, Austin Powers that's what that the pulled. sharks was freaking laser no, beams they, but they weren't they didn't end up being sharks they were like sea bass or something uh, I think, that I think it. they were seals or
2: something no they were not seals
1: okay. anyways that's, that like little pool she went into that's all I could think of was Austin Powers I uh that's a good
0: sign. yeah when when they were extracting their memories and putting them in the pit and the the one nurse there is actually a black person there's yeah. the black nurse oh. there's the black nurse who's, there oh, oh, who oh, was up to no good and was getting Oop, pleasure uh, out of yeah. killing this yeah, doesn't also. that look nice? Doesn't yeah. that look good? I'm just like, wow, that's really fucked up.
2: Yeah. Wow. wow. I stand corrected. I want to take back <laughs> everything I've said on this podcast. Yeah. And J.K. Rowling, you
0: should be commended. She had all of two black people in there. That counts towards there were, the, there the, were the diversity quota. There were
2: probably other black quota. people all in I'm there walking by the street. I, I didn't like Star Wars, but man, do I applaud that franchise for moving forward instead of backwards. Yeah. So, anyway, continue. Um, Female
1: lead character and a uh, an African American lead character. Yeah, and
2: uh, Poe Dameron is played by his uh, Hispanic actor. Yeah, and I'm just saying, like, there's there's a lot to go around in that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I think. Anyway, yeah.
0: um, I have really nothing else to say about this film other than I didn't like it. Um, so yeah, how do you guys feel about it? <laughs>
1: Oh, great! Is there any?
0: Are there any particular points that you want to just like poke a hole in, and just be like, "No, well, Tucson, you're that, wrong." And be, I was like, beyond That's okay. that,
2: Alex, would you like to take more time to praise aspects that we haven't talked about? Yes. Well, there there and are not for us tear it down. Like, just yeah, no, for you to get. I mean, it out. Uh, no.
1: there were there were th- things about it, and we we're talking about poking holes into it. The Johnny Depp thing, and we'll, we can just talk yeah, about we, it really quickly. Yeah. Uh, and then I think maybe I'll do a little bit longer of a, a final thought when I go just to give my yeah. final praise of the film but two things I'll mention uh, I thought the like opening newspaper scroll to show all the things about Grinderwald was awful oh my god <laughs> yeah that was
2: like if you like if you hate exposition imagine uh, listening to the same exposition in a time loop for like two minutes straight <laughs> like it is fucking pure hell <laughs>
1: So that was not good. Uh, and then we have Johnny Depp showing up, or as my wife called him, a fat white rapist. Uh, Your wife is essential. I, you know what else was great about my wife is after that thought, <laughs> about five minutes later, she's like, so I have a question. Why do only sometimes they have to say the spells when they shoot things out of their wands? <laughs> And, like when they're shooting at
0: Grindelwald, yeah, and it's like the 1920s. shit.
2: I've always thought of like <laughs> magic spells and wands to be similar to the process of climaxing. Sometimes <laughs> you're overexcited and you can't help yourself from shouting things out, but other times it's more of a melancholy uh, whimper and bang in the night.
0: Thank you, friend.
1: Yes, that was a great addition. That was great. Yes. Uh, So Johnny Depp shows up. He looks awful. Uh, He looks... Was he in the papers of Johnny Depp?
0: No, you saw the back of his head. That's where what like, I don't yeah. understand.
2: Like,
1: <laughs> it's like this big reveal. Everyone's like, oh my God. It's like Edward the reveal. Is, is, I was going to
2: say the reveal is that he's Johnny Depp, not that he's. <laughs> right! Like it makes no sense because no. if we would have at least, and this wouldn't have made it better in my opinion, but this would have made more sense, but if we would have at least seen pictures of him, whatever, then when Colin Farrell, because I don't think anybody who watched that movie kept thinking, clearly Johnny Depp is inside Colin Farrell's skin. This is obvious. You know, like um, at least it would have bridge the gap there like it's just so fucking
1: random i i that was not that whole that whole thing there was weird and also newt uh why is he able to undo him and take off his spell of changing into a different person and and why is it Johnny Depp? Why did we have to do this? Like, do they just hate us that much? Apparently. Here, here's what I hate about
2: that twist, ultimately. Um, besides the fact that it's so horribly executed. Um, but what makes me mad about it is that I was giving the film somewhat some credit throughout the entire movie, saying... At least they're not doing the Star Wars route of uh, replaying the first Harry Potter movie for us. Like, at least, even if I find it a bland, forgettable story, at least it's not a story about a boy going to a wizarding school, you know, whatever. Uh,
0: it's about a boy who but, gets expelled from a wizarding school and yeah. then proves why he got expelled well, from that wizarding school.
2: But then the fact of the matter is that the goddamn climax ends in the exact same way the first goddamn Harry Potter book ends and movie with a powerful uh shall we say uh authoritative figure being revealed to be the big bad that everybody's been talking about the whole time and the fact that that's what jk rowling came up with because uh, that's the thing it's her writing it like yeah. like she it's not like someone paying homage to her or not wanting to go off of like holy shit that's insulting the audience intelligence in my opinion
1: I can't of, of everything that I was kind of uh, on the fence about. That part was one of the few things that I just thought was terrible. That uh, I I am less excited for the rest of these films, knowing that Johnny Depp in in that view is going to be that main antagonist throughout. And we were we were talking about this when we were going back uh, from the film driving home uh, last week. That you have. Ray finds playing Lord Voldemort, which looking back on it, is one of the great villain portrayals uh in recent memory, especially because we didn't necessarily get forced to watch him, which I feel like with Johnny Depp, he's gonna be oh, yeah. like there all the time. Where Voldemort, like when entire films like uh the the one where uh Dumbledore dies, he wasn't even in that movie at all. So you have a your main antagonist who can go entire films yeah. and stories without even being there, present. And here, like it's like, oh my god, are we really going to have to have fucking Jack Sparrow ruining all these movies and doing his thing, whatever it's going to be, with that silly mustache and looking like powder? and I can't what?
0: wait to see the scene where he just rampages in his kitchen and yells at his wife. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome.
1: Not that they're going to, because... Was that a reference of something? Oh, yeah, it's a reference. I know, so... Can, what,
0: can we
2: find out what that is?
0: Uh, He's going to name
2: something that Johnny Depp is not in.
0: No, it's not about a movie. It's about Johnny Depp's real life.
1: Oh! No. Yeah, okay, that's, I, okay, I guess that, that is relevant.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. That's why I said it. But,
1: um, yeah, not that they're going to, but, man, like, do you think they could just pull, like, a Dr. Parnassus and and have somebody else just start playing. Why not? It's magic. magic! I was going to say, if he can become Colin Farrell, we can have him become somebody else. Maybe oh. maybe he'll go the way of Richard Harris.
0: Make know. him Shao Kahn okay. from fucking Mortal Kombat, and he just switches faces. Say? He's a face-stealer. There you go. Cool. Yeah. cool. Yeah, Nicolas Cage could play
1: him and oh, yeah, i would watch all... that. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I, have would, I would actually that. really like
0: it if Nicolas Cage because oh. then it would explain it would explain how he shows up in the later films, the Harry Potter ones, and Voldemort like goes to like ask him for the the elder one, and it's played by a different actor and it's like, Oh wow, he must have gotten his face stuck that way or something.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was not great.
0: Because we're we're all retconning shit. Also, um, I want to talk about the big evil MacGuffin of the Obscurus or whatever.
1: Yeah, played by Ezra Miller, who also was not good.
0: Yeah, um, I read something really interesting uh, about how that actually plays into the backstory for Albus Dumbledore. Because apparently um, Albus Dumbledore and his brother have some shit together where they don't like each other.
1: No, isn't like isn't his uh his, his little sister, sister is an obscurus or something Yeah, like she's that? like
0: yeah. that probably is like the retroactive continuity version of like why she died and that's how Grindelwald learned about those and that's why he's in America searching for them. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Hmm. I guess that's one thing, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. there for you. Yeah. So anyways, uh, starting my final thoughts and uh, kind of... What elab- movie are we talking about? <laughs> kind of elaborating a little more on this film. I have to say that I gave this a very high rating, and there's a chance it could go down after uh, mm-hmm. a rewatch, especially after hearing uh, your thoughts, both of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to stick with my initial rating of giving this a very high score of 4.5 out of 5. Okay. And I'm going to say that because... Uh this is a film that kind of like last year although I had more probably specifics about this film. Uh I'm Chappy. No. Oh. Uh this is a film like The Martian where I sat in it and I just was in the right mindset in mm. the theater that I really wanted to see a movie that I could enjoy. Mm. And I felt like that this film did that for me in the theater in a in a year when it's just I've had I've seen so many movies. At the cinema that have made me not want to go back and see movies, which is a problem because going to see yeah okay thanks nick like i 'm going to stop going to see them, right like going Scared to see me. films at the theater is one of my favorite things to do in life, right. so is when you see something like this for me at least that I enjoyed, uh, I liked a lot of the characters, I obviously liked uh, the magical element of this film in in many ways and i just uh i enjoyed the story i enjoyed the plot even though there were definitely parts of this that i uh, am totally on board with some of the things you guys are saying uh i just have to disagree that i i did not necessarily feel the boring aspect of this in fact quite the contrary uh, i i was for the most part entertained all the way through i i felt like a lot of the jokes and the humor somewhat landed especially with uh, the characters who don't necessarily speak, which are, are the Beast characters, who a lot of them are meant to be somewhat humorous. And I thought uh, a lot of those jokes uh, landed for me. And I, I just really liked watching uh, a film in this universe that didn't necessarily have to be completely centered around the trio of characters from the, the Harry Potter uh, story. and And that's not saying anything bad about Harry, <laughs> Hermione, and Ron, because... They're obviously classic characters who are going to be remembered probably forever from mm-hmm. that from that story. Now they'd be
0: joined by Newt.
1: Will they though? Like that's the thing. Yeah. Like I don't know how. Like this series doesn't really seem like it's going to have staying power. Um, well, it's it's here for four more films, right? Um, I, I, Unless
2: they I, do, like, a diversion
1: thing and they just burn it off in a TV series on Netflix. Oh, I wouldn't count on that necessarily. But we'll see. That doesn't mean it's not you going to never happen. never know. Because the uh, first Divergent film did okay at the box office, too. Even so.
2: Marvel is kind of retooling their 20-year plan. Not so much that they're deleting movies, but, like, I don't know. That just seemed like a huge gamble, uh for a franchise. That I agree. had not been really tested outside of the original trajectory anyway. And
1: yeah, I uh I don't necessarily know if the future films of this will be good, but just looking at the trajectory of where I think this is going, uh, I think this whole collection of films could be quite entertaining and it could bring a lot to the table uh if it's done right and I don't necessarily know if we have five more films, or four more films, sorry, that are like oh, this one. Yeah, I was, saying, I was going to say I almost died. If we have four more films exactly like this one, the series will ultimately be a failure. But if this is just a launching point of starting it, here is where the world was, and here is how we ended up in the world where Harry Potter was born and Voldemort came to power, I I'm, I'm okay with that. So... I really enjoyed this. I didn't think there was anything too heavy here, uh, which is great because I didn't want to see anything really heavy here. And I just, uh, I was happy to go see it and I I really liked it. And I, um, I will be watching it again and maybe not liking it as much the second time through. Dan Fogler was great by the way. And uh, the inclusion of uh, muggle characters uh, in the wizarding world is something that I think would be uh, an awesome change of pace from the original story, which Agreed. for yeah. the most part sidelines them, and not necessarily it's a bad thing because you're focusing around a a school for wizards and witches. Uh, but here it's obviously a much different universe that we've been living in throughout here, and I, I think we can do a lot better than the flag uh, that just has hands breaking a wand in half, which was pretty much uh, the least inspiring thing I've seen in a long time. Mm. Like they they could have, uh, I think they could have done better than that. That being said, uh, I like. We didn't even a- talk about that whole subplot regarding the uh,
2: the woman in charge of a Salem, you know, New, the New Salem. Salemites. Which was uh, Samantha Morton, right? Was it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I always say we didn't talk about
1: because that was also one of my most infuriating parts of the movie. Uh, it, that- it, it seemed like, I think there were good thoughts here for J.K. Rowling, but she tried to push in some parts of this story that were like, look, these are things that were happening, but this is what it would be like if it was in a world with magic and not racism. And it's like, wait a minute.
2: <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> I, we, we already magic racism. In the original. We already had that in the original Harry Potter universe. I mean, you know, it's anybody who read the Harry Potter books as a kid can can easily make the parallels between a mudblood and a the a bad word you know so yeah. to speak so it's like it's not like it's something new
1: uh and frankly it's just all with white people
2: yeah all with white people and frankly it was way more i don't know just elementary than what she even does like okay. it felt like true blood which is a show that is a soap opera so to speak uh which is not a bad thing but the way that show uh is reductive about being a gay rights analogy, uh, cause they literally, vampires are standing for gay people in our real world because they say coming out of the coffin and, you know, that kind oh, of thing. So okay. that's exactly what that show is about. Like, it just felt that, that, it felt like that kind of in your face, uh, are you catching on to the parallels of your fascist society yet? And that I was not a fan of. But the thing that, like, actually made me mad about that plot line really quickly is the, um, That is an awful way to set up a twist. Uh, The movie gives you at least a dozen isolated shots of the little girl to, to... Imply that she is the, the right. Yeah. Okay, and it's not that it's a bad thing that she's not the obscure. I don't care because it's not like I was invested in her character. But holy shit, that is horrible grip writing and filmmaking because that is literally wasted celluloid. Once you've seen the movie, you know it's not like a Fight Club like twist where things are different because it's just a new context. Here, when you rewatch that film, there are going to be a dozen meaningless. completely meaningless shots to say. Guess what? This character might be the obscurest. The movie and, just
1: lies to you. Anyway,
2: uh, that, yeah. that it was just uh, that that was infuriating.
1: To yeah, me. and uh, but we did have the connection there to Harry Potter as uh, Colin Farrell, who was uh, just wearing the Scooby Doo Colin Farrell mask as he was um, white, fat rapist Johnny Depp underneath all that skin, uh, as he gives the uh, Deathly Hallows necklace to Credence. Yeah, Look! Harry Potter! It's still here. Yay. Yeah. Also, we were talking about, uh, before this, about all the great actors who were in the Harry Potter series. Yes. And we didn't mention Jim Broadbent. It that is fantastic. true. Well.
2: One thing I said <laughs> when we had a pre-conversation is that I think one of the biggest differences as to the quality of the Harry Potter original
1: franchise and this new franchise is... Which, again, is a little hard to compare because it's only one film.
2: Okay, but we're not off to a good start. Uh, But if you look at the bench of talent that signed up to be in a Harry Potter film in a small role or big role, holy shit, that list of actors and actresses blows what we are apparently heading towards uh, in this new franchise because... We and I like certain people in this movie, like Dan Fogler and Catherine Waterston, which I think are the only saving graces in this movie. Um, everybody else I thought was either wasted, like Alan Farrell, or uh, horrible, like Johnny Depp, or just like
1: Eddie Redmayne, Eddie Redmayne who I hate.
2: And man, yeah. that is learning the very wrong lessons from the first, uh, from the original Harry Potter franchise. Because, yes, Daniel Radcliffe. At the at least at the beginning was an incredibly boring actor, but a Harry Potter is supposed to be a very boring person. This is a new character, and at least part of the excitement of watching Daniel Radcliffe was that he was a child, so we got to actually say, watch him grow for, as an for, actor. For better this worse, is it for Eddie Redmayne.
1: Eddie Redmayne has an Oscar at home. Yeah, like he is, if you you can call him an accomplished he got actor. It for doing this,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was a really good Stephen Hawking impression. He also. Uh, had a movie where he screamed for no reason saying, I created life! That
2: is a better performance than what he does in this movie, because at least in that performance, I can see things happening in we his head. Do,
1: we should do an episode on Jupiter or something. I would someday. love to. <laughs> uh,
2: but uh, anyway, yeah, so I just really quickly wanted to point out that that, I think, is a clear uh, quality indicator as to who would sign up for this franchise and who signed up for the original, because holy shit, that is like. The Harry Potter franchise, if you watch all eight of those films, that is basically 90% of the best currently working uh, British actors and actresses. Also,
1: uh, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson, yes. Really small role. But still. Uh, Another thing, too. I do know uh, that Eddie Redmayne, and I I thought he was fine here. I didn't necessarily thought he was the best or worst part of this film. Uh, I thought he was okay. Uh, I find it a little uh, not very encouraging that they didn't uh, even consider anyone else for the role of nude other than him, and they just gave him the role and actually had him as part of the casting process for other people. I don't really see why he's getting the keys to the castle. Is it just because he's got an Oscar, and he's like Matthew McConaughey was for a couple of years, when they're like, well, you we can't even give you this role because we have to pay you more, but well, least, we don't want to because you're still Matthew McConaughey. At least
2: Matthew McConaughey has
1: a personality. Yeah. That uh that gold movie, by the way, I don't know about that one, yeah, I didn't watch the trailer It's probably for the best, <laughs> but yeah. anyway, yeah, do you got thoughts on there sides? uh
0: yeah, uh, we're doing uh final thoughts I was just
1: I wonder if you had any thoughts on the Matthew McConaughey gold movie
0: <laughs> no <laughs> no okay good.
1: No. okay, so yeah, final thoughts <laughs> I gave mine uh I really like this movie uh four and a half out of five i I feel like i'm I'm fumbling at the goal line here because you guys have a lot of good reasons of why you didn't like it. And I'm giving a lot of very vague reasons why I just enjoyed watching this. So I do want to see it again. And uh, maybe someday we can not necessarily go back to this. Cause I know you, either of you probably never want to see this ever again in your oh, entire no. lives, but um, you know, maybe uh, at the end of the year when we do our best of, even if this isn't one of my favorite six films of the year, i'll have a little more to to say about it if i get to see it again before then so moving on to one of you two gentlemen
0: um yeah um i appreciate that um there were people who were able to go see this film that was an affirming um cinematic experience like i think that it's important to be able to acknowledge that and to you know it's like perhaps this is just not perhaps this film is just not for me it's like perhaps my heart is just a a cold, dead, lifeless place when it comes to, uh in regard- regards to the Harry Potter universe. Like, honestly, I haven't read the last couple of books, and I haven't seen oh. a lot of the middle films, like, except for, like, the finale, <laughs> just because, like... You,
2: like, like I, I swear, in your opening remarks, you basically said that you were, like, a Harry Potter fan. I was it, a Harry Potter it.
0: fan, but then I fell off, because I grew up, and I had other shit I had to do. God. Anyway, um... But, like grow <laughs> yeah, to grow that afro? Yeah, to grow that afro. had To grow that afro It, was, it was a very important time finding <laughs> yourself. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just didn't really like this movie. I don't have any reason to go back to see it. Um, I, I don't feel like I would like it anymore. All these characters are boring to me. I give it a one out of five.
1: Wow. Okay. okay.
2: Yeah, I. Uh, it... I don't even have
0: fun like okay. tearing it apart. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't really have fun fun tearing it apart because it's like he's like, oh man, I didn't like this part and this part, and it just kind of falls apart of the seams. Like oh, the whole thing just comes, just like I don't like to taste of this. This is just kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my turn. All right, I
2: am also not a fan of this movie. Uh, I, I guess a good comparison, or I should say, an analogy, as to what I think of this film and the franchise so far, at least, uh, compared to the franchise that came before it, is like Harry Potter. <laughs> literally, if you look at their like respective American, uh, or not American, but cultural media counterparts, like Harry Potter, the original franchise is like a BBC masterpiece. Uh, production, where it's just good actors, it's decent script writing, uh, clearly a lot of money goes towards visuals, whatever, and it's a well-oiled machine that gets from point A to point B, without ever really distracting me from thinking about if all the individual pieces don't work. This is like a TNT drama. (laughs) An American, you know, counterpart, because it just feels like there's barely any money, being thrown at this even though clearly that's not the case but i thought the cgi was awful uh they can barely get good actors to populate it because even though the lead won an actor uh boy is that one of the worst actors who's ever won an actor or ever won an oscar uh and surrounded by characters that or actors that I, i would say even though i like them like Dan Fogler and Katherine Watterson uh, and her sister in the movie um, aren't really given that much to do except for maybe Dan Fogler because he gets to be the comedic uh, element. But nobody's really allowed to have a personality in this movie besides Dan Fogler, and uh, that's that's a long movie to watch uh, without that kind of pull. Um, I mean, when you look at the trio of who Harry, Ron, and Hermione are, you, they, they are literally and it's it's simplistic writing, but at least it's script writing one o one they are the whatever basic character trait they are personified there's Harry, the reluctant hero uh courage the epitome of courage in the f- uh in the face of tragedy whatever there's Hermani the uh, altruistic intelligent book whatever uh, And then there's ron the yes comedic element but he was defined by his loyalty to his friend i mean you know, like that, that all that's established in the very first harry potter movie and book i would at least argue yeah. here we just have three people that run into each other that get stuck together and by the end of the movie aren't really even together either so it's like doesn't even seem like that even has a uh place to even go after that so it's just
1: Also, just to give you some context about uh, uh, financial money that these films were given, uh, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince was made for $240 million. Okay. Uh, I I go to that one because there's a little bit weird of what was spent on each individual one of the the first and second, part one one and part two, but this film... uh, was made for less, $180 million. Still, that's $180 million oh, to yeah. spend on a film. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. No, so that's up there.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and frankly, at the end of the day, because Harry Potter, to me, has always been about the characters, that's probably the ultimate failure of this movie. Yeah, And I'm also upset by the fact, before I wrap it up, that I was excited. I mean, the movie's called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. It's about... Uh, Newt's commander, who is a character that's mentioned in the Harry Potter universe, but never have been introduced to vaguely. Uh,
1: really? Well, he's vaguely mentioned. Oh, right? vaguely
2: mentioned. No, yeah. no. But I was gonna say, but never been introduced no, to, no, like no, in no. the flesh and whatnot. So even though he's been mentioned, like I I was all on board, but the fact that it's actually just a backdoor pilot to get further to the Harry Potter timeline, uh, is ultimately not what I want to see because I thought we were in for more adventures and not, uh, more of the same. So, uh, we, we already got
1: eight movies, uh, for one story. We don't need five more. Uh, that this is a perfect analysis of where we are, uh, today in 2016 with films where, sure. Uh, studios just fucking can't help themselves. But here,
2: they're, they, they didn't even take the Marvel route, which is that they they didn't advertise it like that. They kind of seemed like this was going to be an offshoot, and like this was real. I'm not saying you couldn't guess that it wouldn't tie in or anything like that, but yeah. not until that last uh, you know ten minutes does it become explicit that nope, this is
1: no. I mean exactly. I'm, I mean, it, just knowing a bit of the timeline of of the story of Newt Scamander, uh, who. I guess I don't want to necessarily spoil it if you, or not, sorry, not Newt uh Grindelwald. Knowing his story and kind of where it not necessarily ends, but where it goes uh, in 1945, shocking! Uh, you can definitely piece out that Dumbledore will be a major player in this series. Yep uh i don't think it's it's pretty obvious that Tom Riddle will also be a character here as well um as he had a lot of involvement with Grindelwald and uh Dumbledore from what i've what i've read so yeah, yeah and and, and yeah, to to your point though that is not a new adventure you're just you're just doing an origin story for these characters that we previously know
2: so. yeah and ultimately the Unlike Star Wars, unlike every superhero movie we talked about on this podcast, Harry Potter is the one franchise that I could have easily been won over by because it was the only franchise out of most of these tentpole franchises that I had em- enormous affection for as a child and still have residual uh, affection for it as an adult. Uh, so I would say that in my own opinion that it that's how bad I just – this movie was that it couldn't even bridge that gap so it's, it's not that i hated it but man did i find it pointless so I, I give it one and a half out of five
1: all right very good well if you have any thoughts on fantastic beasts uh and where to find them you can feel free to send them on to us at filmtankshow at gmail.com or you can send them to us as well on facebook or twitter at film tank show and you can also find us sometimes on instagram at film tank show as well Coming up on next week's episode, uh, another new film, as uh, we had avoided the theater for a while, but we are slowly moving back towards uh, seeing some more films here as we get closer to the end of the year. going to see Fantastic Teams and where to find them. Pretty much. That could have been the title for this, I think. Uh, this is a uh, comedy dramatic film about it. A- being a teenager (laughs) Uh, the film is called The Edge of Seventeen and it stars uh, Haley Steinfeld Uh, also here is Blake Jenner Uh, and you will remember him as the main character Jake from Everybody Wants Some that we saw earlier this Ah, year
0: I love that guy I know
1: you do so do I Uh, and there's some other people who show up here uh, Woody yeah Woody Harrelson is uh, is a no no I meant the cowboy yeah I thought (laughs) that's what I
0: meant Tom Hanks (laughs) is in this wow Uh No, Woody, the Cowboy.
1: (laughs) Anyways, uh, just from the outset, from the first time I saw this trailer, um, maybe I'm just a sucker for these kind of films, but uh, this looked really good to me, and I'm glad we're going to have a chance to all go see it and uh, talk about it next week on on, uh, episode 91, because I think this has a chance to be a really good film, uh, even though... This kind of genre is something that I usually enjoy watching. Yeah, I will say one thing that's kind of unique for my
2: own situation is that I know nothing about this movie. I've not watched a single trailer. Okay. I remember hearing about it, so to speak, and who was in it. But that is it. So this is like maybe ooh, every once in a while, maybe one or twice a year, do I ever see a film with no uh, prior knowledge. And this will be one of them.
0: Nice. I remember the trailer. I'm looking forward to
1: it. Yeah. I. I don't necessarily know if this film is going to do anything groundbreaking, but I think it's going to do something well. Hopefully. We'll see. This has been the year of disappointments, though. So <laughs>
0: oh, we'll, uh, man. are we'll you? See. Is that an understatement?
1: I was going to say, especially if you're a fan of Prince. Because so, uh, yeah. so, uh, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, we'll talk about that next week uh, here on Film Tank. So, from Nick Cheney to Son Egan and myself, Alex Diekman, thank you very much as always for listening to us here on Film Tank, and we'll catch up with you next time. <laughs>